series. If you don't know me, my name is Dean. I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, just uh, in, in the, uh, we're, we're spending a few Sundays thinking about it. We got this week and then next week. And we're, we're continuing to think about this idea of how do we uh, help make every person who walks into this place feel at home, to feel like they belong. And, and, and every one of us, and, here's, and we're going we're gonna to keep talking about today and, and next week, and the reason we are leaning into this over a period of a few weeks is because this is, uh, this is not like an optional you know, feature of a church to be welcoming. Uh, it's not like an add-on or, or, or kind of a, a luxury kind of feature. Yeah, well, it would be nice. You know, we need certain things, and it would be good to be welcoming and, and those kinds of things. Well, this is at the absolute core of who we are called to be, a welcoming community, a community that makes people feel like they belong, like they are home. It, this, is, this is mission critical for who we are called to be. We're going to start talking today a little bit about uh, one of the, the biblical words, really, for this concept of, of welcome home and making people feel at home. In lots of ways, the, the biblical word, the New Testament word for this is the word hospitality. And hospitality is all about making someone feel at home. In fact, the Greek word uh, for hospitality uh, is, is made up of two uh, words. One of those words is, is xenos, and one of those is philos. It's the, it's the Greek word philos xenos. And uh, I think we even got that for you. It, when you look at it, philoxenos, it looks like, uh, someone said earlier, it looks like kind of a new drug uh, that you might, you know, see a commercial for. You know, philoxenos, you know, but this is something that we, uh, we need to be taking on as a church and say, you know what, we are called, biblically, to be a philoxenos kind of place. See, these two words, xenos, uh, uh, the second part of it, someone's familiar with that word because it's the same word we get the word xenophobic from which is a word you might hear in the media or newspapers. Uh, xenos means stranger. It means someone who is different than us, from another place than us. Sometimes we hear this word xenophobic, you know, which means to be afraid of, to have a fear of people who are different, people who are from other places, people who are migrants of all kinds. You know, xenophobic is to be afraid of the stranger, someone who's just different. Uh, philo is uh, the Greek word for love. And it's specifically the Greek word for not just any love, but a brotherly love. It's the word we get Philadelphia from, the city of brotherly love. Philos is to love someone like a brother. But not like brothers love each other when they're kind of 13 and under. Um, it's not that kind of brotherly love. Like, oh, I put you in a headlock. And I, you know, come on, you know that's, it's not that kind of brotherly love. That's, um, that's it. So it's the kind of brotherly love when you kind of grown and had a, a little maturity and start to feel badly for all the things you did. I was a younger brother, so really, it was, you know, it happened to me. So, you know, um, and obviously I'm barely recovering. So philos uh, is to love someone. This, what it's all is to love them like family. So instead of being uh, xenophobic in the church, we are always called to be not xenophobic, xenophilos. We're called to be people who are, uh, we, we love the stranger, and we make anyone who is different or other or foreign or stranger feel like they are part of the family. That's what brotherly love does. 
sisterly love. It's family love. I love you like you're part of my family. So this is what we're called to be. This is kind of New Testament word for making someone feel welcome. It's just called hospitality. It's talked about all kinds of places. And we're going to look at one of those places today in 1 Peter uh, chapter 4, verse 7. And we'll get a picture here why this is so non-negotiable, mission critical. This is at the core of, of who we are called to be as, as God's people, as a church. It says this, The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and of sober mind so that you may pray. Here's the, it kind of starts here. Peter's writing his church. Here's a little perspective check for you. The end of all things is near. This world is going to pass away. Christ one day, Bible teaches, is going to return. He's going to make all things new. New heavens, new earth. He's going to set all the wrongs right. This world it has a, a shelf life. So to live like this world is all there is, is not a great way to live. Uh, he says, the end of all things is near. Now, when we find that out, we're not meant to now kind of be people with, you know, sticks and placards out there going, the end is near, the end is near, and we kind of lose our mind a bit. He says, no, no, no. be alert and of sober mind. In other words, you know, don't, don't go nuts over this, but be alert, be of sober mind. Have some clarity about now how you approach life so that we can pray. If we know this is, we have some perspective about what life's about, now we'll know how to pray. And what are the things that are worth praying for and into? And what does God want for us? And he says now, uh, he goes from here. So if this is what's important, he goes in verse 8, above all. Now, whenever the Bible says above all, you know, highlight, this is important. This is mission critical here. This is above all. You know, throw out, you know what? This is going to matter. Above all, love each other deeply. Because love covers a multitude, covers over a multitude of sins. Love each other deeply. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength that God provides so that in all things, all this works together for one thing, that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory the power forever and ever. That's what it's all about. It's all about God being praised and known and lifted up. All these things working together. This passage, one of the reasons I think it's so great, is because it, it gives us this incredible flow and train of thought as to why hospitality, why to welcome in, why to treat strangers like family, why this is such a big deal. Why this is not an optional add-on, why it's not just for some people, why this is at the core of who we're called to be. And, and one of the things you see here is he, he starts with this. One of the reasons we know that from this passage is because this passage reminds us that hospitality, to love people this way, it is, not, it, it is actually about a way of life. Hospitality, and make no mistake, in this series as we talk about, and I'm going to encourage you and I'm inviting you to do some things, to play some roles, to be strategic and intentional in some of the actions you'll take as part of this place. But to show hospitality is not about a certain role or a team you're on or just kind of a, a, a function you perform. To, be, uh, to show hospitality is a way of life. It, it is to to welcome strangers and treat them like family. And everything I believe that he says about hospitality here, this is what, if we are a Christ follower, this is what our, our life should look like. Uh, this is what should define us. I think this applies to how we see our homes and our possessions. 
that we see those as places that we want to welcome strangers into. I think that is that's part of what we're, we're supposed to be like. And, and, it, and I think it equally applies for us as a church. Uh, this place is our collective home. We all have houses we'll go back to. What's this place? This is our collective house as a church. It's not mine. It's not yours. It's ours. And this place, this building is not the church. We're the church, but this is our house. And so when we think about being hospitable, I mean, in Peter's day, they could have only dreamed what it probably would have been like to, to have something like this as a church. And, and, and for us, we've got to say, well, what now, how do we apply this both in our own homes and how do we apply this to our collective house? And he says that hospitality is to be a way of life. He says, love each other deeply. This is a great thing. He's going to start with a couple commands. This passage has got some commands in this first section, and they're kind of two commands here. One is love each other deeply, and then the second is show hospitality. They seem to kind of go together. It's almost like he's saying, so here's how you should live. In light of all this perspective, how the world works, what it's all about, love each other deeply. Some translations say constantly. This word deeply kind of pictures this love that's ever kind of stretching and getting bigger and it's constant and it's not something you switch on and off. It's a way of life. And he says this is, this is and, and he says, and what's one of those ways you love each other deeply? Show hospitality to each other. Love each other with this family kind of love. Welcome people into your homes. This is a, it's about a way of life. In fact, I love, and here's how you know, it's not just about kind of a, an action you tick off or checkbox you can get. It, he says this is about, it's not just what you do, it's the way you do it. It's your way of life. Because he says, show hospitality, and I love that second part, he says, and do it without grumbling. And it's almost like he just gives you this little extra stick. You know, do you feel like, I feel like Peter, I felt like you poked me when you wrote that. You're like, do it, and don't just do it. Do it without grumbling. Like, well, how did you know I was going to grumble anyway? How did you know, you know? And, and I love that phrase because it reminds us it's not just about what you it's about what kind of person you are. How do you do it? Do it without grumbling. You know why, I, you know, all week I'm like, Peter, why did you have to say that? And you know why he, he put that in there? And, and it's because he knows that the temptation and the tendency will always be, even if we do show hospitality, the temptation is to grumble a little bit about it. Actually showing hospitality can make us grumble because to show hospitality is to say your needs are now more important than mine. It's to be a certain kind of person. It's a way of life. It's an unselfish way of life that says, here's what I want. I'm now going to decide that what you want is more important. I'm looking after your needs. You know, my, my wife and I, we kind of see this different ways. Different times of year, uh, she will make different foods that kind of go with different holidays, some of which are some of my most very favorite foods that there are. I have uh, what is known in the original Greek as a sweet tooth, and there are many sweet things that I quite enjoy. And, uh, and, and so American Thanksgiving is coming up. There's this dish that she'll make that's like this sweet potato casserole, and it's amazing. And I don't know everything that goes into it, but I know that a lot of brown sugar does. And it's phenomenal what it, it turns into. Uh, and when it gets to Christmas time, she'll have to make all these different kind of chocolate treats and things like that. And I, I love them and I get so excited. But we see this kind of differently because what always happens is she'll make all these things and the fridge will be full of delicious, tasty treats. And she'll say, for some reason, look, we've got all this delicious stuff. Let's have some people over. 
And I go, babe, I do not see the logic in this at all. I'm trying to follow you on this, but my head says, you made all these delicious things that are my favorite things that I love. Why would we invite people over again? What's her mentality is, let's share them. Let's have people there. My mentality is, let's keep those for me, you know, and we can have people over. That's fine, but let's have them pick up some of Baker's Delight on the way. That's all I'm saying. It's not a big deal. You know, tell them not to bring anything. They'll bring celebrations, and then, you know, we can eat those. I'm happy to share those. That's fine. Um, you know what? And so now I can't say those things out loud. Sometimes I do, but mostly I just kind of grumble, grumble, grumble. Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's have a bunch of people over and share everything with them. Wouldn't that be Christ-like? And, uh, you know, no, you just grumble, grumble. You know what? Whenever you do, uh, you, you, whenever to actually show hospitality, you have to get the focus off you, off of what's good for you and what you've been wanting and what's your favorites and say, no, 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 the focus is no longer on me, it's on someone else. And that's why Peter says, offer hospitality, but don't just do this. Let this, don't do it with grumbling. Try to be a certain kind of person. The focus gets off us. And you know what? When we actually allow, you know, Christ to do his work in us, we become less self-centered people. And it becomes a way of life to love each other constantly, deeply, showing hospitality to one another. This, this is the way of life he kind of imagines for us. It, it's not just something we turn on and off. It's a way of life. And you know what I, I love as well about this passage is it kind of points out as well that you know who hospitality is for as well? Who, which among us <clears throat> are called to have a part in hospitality and making people feel welcome and getting the focus off ourselves and loving strangers like family and loving each other this way. This isn't, remember this, you know what's great about this passage reminds us, hospitality isn't just for the stranger, it's also for each other. There's a lot of one anotherness here. This is supposed to be our way of life as a church, constantly showing hospitality to each other. What you realize from this is that this is not just for some of us, it's for everyone. Everyone is called and here, in some senses, commanded to show hospitality. It is, it is here, not listed, we'll see in a moment, in a few moments, uh, Peter will talk about these different gifts each one of us has been given. We'll talk about that in a few minutes, actually. But hospitality, he doesn't put in the section about these different gifts given to people. He puts it right up top as way of life. Uh, love each other deeply, show hospitality. Later he'll talk about the gifts. This is not like a gift that some people have, and so some people should be involved in living this way. He's saying this is for everyone. Hospitality is for everyone. Uh, there are, are, like most gifts in the New Testament, there is, a, there, there is a, a, a responsibility that is shared amongst everybody. There are, it's listed as a gift elsewhere that there are some people who have a, a unique kind of way beyond normal human capacity gift for it. But the reality is it is a responsibility and a command issued to everyone. Hospitality is not for some, it's for everyone. Do you know the, the last week after last week when we started this series and talking about it, and I, I've had a few people say to me, uh, you know, I, I don't know why you're talking about this here. This is the most welcoming place on earth. 
I've had a lot of people say that to me who are, you know, new, maybe been here for a, a, a couple weeks or, or, or a couple of, of years, or, you know, and they said, you know, this place is so welcoming. And lots of people are like, you know what, it's already such a welcoming place. We, why would we need to? Can I tell you something? The, the challenge and the feedback that matters is not us who are sitting here. The reason we're all here is because we felt welcome. So it kind of... If we ask one another, did you feel welcome? The reality is the vast majority of us here will say, yeah, I felt welcome. That's why you're still here. The, the questions come with the people who've come into this place but who aren't here for us to ask, what was your experience? Because, uh, and, and here's the challenge, here's what I know. For anyone who's here and you think, I already know this place is welcoming, I experienced it myself, uh, the challenge is this, you experienced it because someone showed it to you. And when some people take it on board to show hospitality, then some people feel hospitality. But what we need is a situation where everyone shows hospitality because then everyone who comes in will feel welcome. Can I tell you something? And, and here's the thing. If, if you don't believe me that, that this happens, uh, one of... One of the, the, the places I think we need to think about this, what does hospitality look like, what does welcome look like, uh, is in our children's ministry. Uh, uh, if you don't know, you know, we have got a phenomenal uh, children's ministry. It's, it's happening right now over there. I think sometimes it's easy to start to think, when you come into this room on a Sunday, uh, you start to think, like, this is church. Uh, this is not church. This whole, everything happening is our church gathering here this morning. And can, do you know what? Over in our, our children's uh, in our children's ministry where they're gathering, in the last year alone, just kind of last 10, 12 months, there have been about 350 kids who have come into our collective house here. About 350 kids. Today, there'll probably be about 130, 150 that will gather. There, out of that 350, there are even more beyond that who may have come only once. And so they came in this space once. The reason I kind of tell you those numbers is to realize this. There are easily 150, maybe 200 kids easily, that in just the last year alone came into our house and went back out. And they were not made to feel at home. Why does someone not choose to keep coming back? Because they don't feel like they belong. They, they and, and, and I don't say, this is no, if you're a, on our children's team, this has nothing to do with the, the teams that are in there. This is about the everyone aspect. Because here's the thing. We've got a phenomenal uh, team in our children's ministry. Uh, they, 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 they teach lessons. They create activities. They create an incredible space for great things to happen. And to be honest, we don't need more teachers, and we don't need more, uh, you know, kind of people who can run a program and that kind of thing. But what our children's ministry needs, and this is actually a great vision. Our family's pastor, John O, is kind of leading us forward in this. What we need is to create spaces where kids feel like they belong. We can teach to them. We can tell them great things. If a kid doesn't feel like they belong, they are not going to stay in that space. And, and what I want to tell you is, you know, uh, the, the, the challenge. And, and you can say, well, Dean, the reason. I know the, no, the reason they, they did not keep coming. The reason 150 kids came in and out was because the parents came in here, and, and, and they probably heard you preach, Dean, and they didn't want to tell you, but that's, that's why they're not coming. Now, I will grant you that is a distinct reality. 
Uh, that can happen. But what I know is this. Uh, that's not why people don't return. Uh, not when it comes to kids. Your kids want to go somewhere, parents go where their kids drag them all the time. And I've literally had people, this is no, no joke, I've had people say to me, uh, I, I don't actually kind of like your, your church and your style and your services. You know, I don't, not, this just is not really for me, but my kids love this place. That's why I come. That's how it works with kids. So I say all this to tell you, I want to paint one picture for you today of why this welcome thing is such a big deal. If there are 100, 150 kids who have not been made to feel like they belong, the, here is the challenge. The reason that happens is because we have some people who are engaged in making our kids feel welcome. Some people are engaged in creating a space there. But uh, when you've got one leader who's teaching a lesson, preparing an activity, or maybe even two of them, and 25, 30 kids come in, there is literally no way for that, those leaders to make every 25 kids feel like you belong. It's impossible. What we need, and how about this for welcome? Let me paint a different picture. Maybe one of these kids who, who's come through and, and gone and, and we've never seen again. Imagine this was their experience with me just for one moment. Imagine their experience was they, they walked in the doors and they were feeling a little bit nervous because they're, they're just a kid and there's a bunch of people that are, that are tall and have crazy, you know, red hair running around and the whole place is kind of, but they walked in and when they walked over there, you know what, there was a, 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 someone waiting just right there who just got right down to them, right down at their level. Hey, welcome. What's your name? It's so great to have you here. Hey, oh, this must be your parents. Hey, come right over here. You can just sign, write their names right there. Here's how you get checked in. So-and-so here is going to help you do that. It's so good to meet you. You're going to have a great morning. And then they, they went over and they got signed in. And there was one person signed up. There's another person there who was just, because there was way more people involved, someone else kind of had the space and time to go, hey, let me take you down to your room. I'm going to show you where you're going to be, introduce you. And now this kid, as soon as they come into the room, there's another person there. And they're just right there going, oh, hey, welcome. It's so good to have you this morning. You know, hey, here's, here's um, you know, so-and-so, and they're going to be, you know, your leader for this morning. And then the, they, they meet their leader, and you know what? They, they sing together, and they're in this big crowd, and they're all singing. They're having fun. And then they kind of break into a little bit of age groups, and someone teaches a lesson, and, and someone's prepared a craft in that. But then after all that's done, they get to just sit down in a little circle with, with four or five other kids and a leader. And there's someone right there who's just like, hey, you know, how are you going? Hey, what, how, how's your week been? Hey, what's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Let's all go around and say, what, who's our favorite Ninja Turtle? And there's somebody who just takes a little bit of an interest. You know what, today, today over there, uh, what they're learning about, the lesson for today is God helps me be brave. Imagine at the end of that morning after hearing all this stuff, they sit down in a circle with just four or five kids and a leader, and the leader just goes around saying, hey, is there anything you need God to help you be brave in this week? I'm like, well, actually, I've got a math test. I'm feeling really nervous, and I hope I do all right. And that leader goes, hey, you know what, Johnny, I'm so glad you were here this morning. I'm going to pray for you this week that your math test goes great and that God helps you be brave in that. Now, imagine that kid leaves, and, and the leader's like, hey, see you, Johnny. I hope, you know, we get to see you again here. I hope the math test goes well. Now imagine that leader, because they didn't have to learn 25 names. There's just three or four or five kids. And imagine that week they took a little postcard. And just wrote on it, hey, Johnny, it was so good to meet you on Sunday. I, I loved, you know, hearing about, your, you know, that, that Raphael is your favorite Ninja Turtle. He's my favorite, too. I'm thinking about you on your test this week. I'm going to pray for you. That's it. Would have taken the leader two minutes to do that. Imagine how that kid feels. You think that kid's going to want to come back the next week? Oh, man, that kid feels like I belong. That kid feels like that's home. 
That cannot happen. That cannot happen unless everyone plays a part. You know, how many of us, I think there are some today who God would tap you on the shoulder and say, could you be a part of making kids feel welcome? You don't have to prepare a lesson, do a craft. You don't have to, to, to sing on the stage. All you have to do is be like, I can show up and I can ask a kid who their favorite Ninja Turtle is. I can sit around a circle with them and say, hey, is there anything making you feel nervous this week? Can you imagine, you know, and, and here's the thing. Why is this such a big deal? Because, and this is the same thing, multiply that scenario. Imagine that. It's no different with adults. This is, imagine Sundays just look like that for everyone. It doesn't happen unless everyone gets involved. And, 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 Matt, and here's, here's why this matters so much. Here's what we see from this, this passage. And here's why it's a big deal that we make kids feel welcome in this place. And it's a big deal that we make adults feel welcome in this place. Because unless we make people feel at home, none of the really great stuff gets to happen. Can I tell you something? The great stuff that happens... Welcome is not the destination. We're not talking about welcome because we're like, if we would just welcome, that's it. We've got to figure it out and we got the puzzle solved. This is not the end point. It's the beginning point. But if we miss on the beginning point, if we miss the doorway in, we never get to the good stuff. And that's why it's mission critical. Because here's what's the great stuff that happens. It says this. After he says, love each other deeply, constantly. Uh, offer hospitality to one another. And then verse 10. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. If anyone speaks, they should do it as one who speaks the words of God, serves, they should do it with all the strength God provides. He says, command, command section, love each other deeply, offer hospitality. Then in this context, what that does, this is why welcome matters so much. This is why hospitality matters so much. It creates a context for God to move. It creates a space where God does great things in people's lives. And what God has chosen to do is to pour out his various grace, his various ways of displaying his grace into us by his Holy Spirit, giving each one of us different gifts, different capacities to administer God's grace in its various forms in this space. The, the doorway is welcome. The doorway is hospitality. That's how you come in. And then the great thing is what starts to happen when all of God's people are actually using the gifts God has placed within them to administer God's grace in its various forms. That's a picture of what church is meant to be. And this is why hospitality matters so much. And I tell you what, I think God wants to do more through us. There are more ways he wants to express the different gifts he's placed within us to administer his grace to one another. That's the great stuff. That's the stuff that makes you go, wow, because that's the God stuff. But he says to us, I'm commanding you, show hospitality. Create the space. When we talk about what we can do as a church, we talk about this in our leadership course. You saw that in, in What's On coming up. Here's, here's what we do as a church. We can't change people's hearts. We can't convict people of sin. We can't convince them to put their faith in Christ. We can't talk people into that, argue people into that. We can't, you know, uh, heal the wounds of a person's life. Only God can do that. And he often chooses to do it through people, but it's now his spirit coming to life through a person. He loves to work that way. We can't control that. We can't do that. What we can do is we create spaces 
we create environments. We create spaces for people to connect with God and connect with others. And we believe that as we create a space where people can connect with God and connect with others, that's where the good stuff happens. And hospitality is all about saying, we're going to make sure there is a space. We're going to make sure people come in. We're going to make sure they are welcomed in and they feel like they belong. Because if we can get people to stay in that space, that's where the good stuff happens. And the challenge of those 100, 150 kids, what should break all our hearts is to say, what did they miss out on? Because they didn't feel like they belonged. What did the Spirit of God want to do through a, a, a small group leader and, and through the messages that were going to be taught and, and through all the things that were going to happen? What did God want to do in their lives? But because they didn't feel like they belonged, they never got to stick around long enough for the good stuff. What does God want to do in the people's lives who have walked in and out of this place, uh, that have walked in and out of this room, and they didn't feel like they belonged and it wasn't for them. And, they, you know, and so they, they, they left. And so imagine what they could have missed out on and what God wanted to do in their life. This is why hospitality, welcome. And people say, you know, why is this such a big deal? Or why do we have to spend so much time on this? Or aren't we welcoming up? No, no, no. This is mission critical. I believe God wants to do more, more in this place and more through us to one another. But he is saying to us, create the space. Welcome people in. There's people I'm calling to myself. There's kids whose lives I want to change. There are all these things he wants to do, and he's just saying to us, will you, will you create the space for people to experience the goodness, my various, the, all the varied forms of my grace that I want to pour out into their lives? Hospitality, welcome. It's a way of life. This is, this is meant to be what just defines us as Christ followers. It's not something that's for some of us. We've all got different gifts, but hospitality is, this is about everyone. And there are other things we'll do, but hospitality, this is for everyone. Everyone should play a part. I just tend to think, I, I, I think, you know, who among us should not be, be playing an intentional role to welcome people, whether it's welcoming adults or welcoming kids? If we call this place home, we have a responsibility to make others feel at home as well. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, there's a, a gentleman who's been coming here only about two or three weeks. Came for the very first time, very first time to a church like this. And, and, he, and you know what? Uh, after his two weeks, he heard this last week, and he's like, yeah, I'm signing up. I want to help people feel welcome. You know what? I love that because to be at home here, it, it's not about you've been here for two years or three years or 10 years or 20 years. You could be here one week, and if you feel at home, don't waste any time beginning to pass on what you have received. Freely we receive, let's freely give. And, and I just want to encourage, here's, here's, so here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Here's what I'm going to ask you to think about. Uh, this is, this is a, it is both a way of life, it is something we don't take on and off, but there is also a degree to which if we are to welcome people well, it takes intentionality. And it takes thought, and it takes people saying, I'm willing to be part of playing an intentional role to make people feel welcome. And it's, and it's not about adding another night in your week and another, you know, thing you've got to be a part of. It's just about going, we all gather here on Sundays anyways. Why not once a month say, I could be a part of intentionally making sure every person who walks in here, no one gets missed. Everyone feels like they belong. And so we got a card on your seat. And I'm going to encourage you to, to have a look at that and to ask uh, and and I'm, I'm just inviting you to say, be a part of what God's doing because I think it's a significant thing. And on that card, what you'll see are two boxes. One says, 
Uh, I want to be a part of setting, of creating the environment. Do you know one of the reasons you felt like you were supposed to be here this morning was there were chairs out, right? I mean, everybody here, uh, if you'd have walked in and there was no chairs, you probably would have said to yourself, uh, are we on today? Are, is this happening? So you would have known, I'm not sure if this is for me. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be here right now. Guess what? The, the chairs did not walk themselves uh, to where they got. Every chair you're sitting in was someone who said, I'm going to create the space. Someone put it there for you. One of the, the just simple pieces of hospitality and welcome is saying, I'll help create the space. I can put a chair out. I can sit something on a chair. I can set out tea and coffee. I can, I can even, you know, make sure that it looks nice and not just thrown together. Creating the space. You might say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I am too shy. I'm not sure. You know what, hospitality is very much about those behind the scenes creating the space as well. And so you might say, that's something I could do. Once a month, I could help do that. I'm coming here anyway. I'm happy to say, you know what, I'll, I'll help with that. And the, another thing you'll see there is about welcoming in. Now, th this is just simply to say, I'll, I'll be a part of just, you know, whether it's a greeter on a door, whether it's walking around the cafe. There's different ways, but it's about saying, I'll be part of the people thing. I'll be stationed somewhere to make sure that no one gets missed as they walk in. Last week, last week, talk all about welcome. And, you know, remember if you were here, I talked all about the story, how I went through a church, and I went all the way through, and no one ever said hello, and I was, it's not... And, and you know what? Somebody said to me last week, I called him after service. He said, oh, it's so funny you should say that. That was our exact experience this morning. We walked all the way in, had no idea where to go. We never, not one person said hello. That is not to make anyone feel bad. It is to say, when there are too few people who have got eyes on this, it is far too easy for people to get missed. No one meant for it to happen. But because we did not intentionally plan otherwise, it happens in an instant. So, what we need are people who are willing to say, yeah, I'm not saying this is my gift and this is the, the ministry that God alone has called me to. No, no, I'm just willing to listen to the, the call of Scripture to show hospitality to one another. I'll be a welcomer. You know what? You might have today said, you know what? I've always been afraid of kids' ministry because I thought I'd have to stand up and teach. I thought I'd have to stand up and talk. I thought I'd have to do a craft, and, and I haven't used paste since I was in kindy, you know, and, and ate at that time, and, you know, and you thought, I could never do kids' ministry. But maybe they said, oh, for real? That's all you got? I, there's a role for that? Just to sit and learn a kid's name and say, hey, let me get to know you. Let me just make you feel like you belong. I could do that. If you specifically feel like, you know what, I'd love to do that for kids, you know, just write next to that, welcoming in and write kids. You know, and, and as you fill these out, people get in touch with you. And, and like I said, over this three weeks, we're just trying to figure this out and say, how do we make sure no one, no child, no teenager, no adult comes into this place and does not feel like, I belong here. They were expecting me. They, 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 were, they somehow knew, I don't know how they knew, but they knew I was coming. And I just feel like I belong. So I want to encourage you to consider filling one of those out. The very end of the service today, if it's all right, we're going to have our ushers. Are going to, if you fill one out, we're going to sing together in a moment. In fact, team can come on up. We're going to sing together. And maybe this morning you want to fill one of those out. You can fill it out. And at the very end of the service, Ryan's going to wrap it up. The ushers are going to come by you can, uh, and just pass the bags around. You can drop that in there. You can drop it at a what's on desk in the box. Uh, like I said last week, we, I, I'm, I really believe God wants to see another 100, maybe 200 people just say, 
I can do this. I can do this. I can give one week, a month. I can just come a little early and be friendly. You know, I can, I can, I can do that. I could, I could, you know what, I come to the 1030 service, I could come a little early and be at the 9 o'clock service two weeks, uh, two weeks out of the month and make sure that there's enough people in there to make sure every kid, somebody learned their name that day, somebody, somebody heard, got to know them a little bit, I could do that. I could be on a, a welcome in new families in, I could, I could do, that's no problem. I don't, it, this, these aren't hard things, are they? But man, do they ever make a difference? Do they ever make an impact? Do they ever help create the space? For God to move. So we're going to stand and sing. I want to encourage you to consider, you know what, as God's happened, you to say, yeah, be a part of that. You could, you could do this. And as we sing this song, uh, I want to encourage you as well as you sing this. One of the great things about this song is when you sing this song, we're going to sing this at home. And I love this song because it, for someone who's made the decision to be a Christ follower, it just reminds you that, wow, God has welcomed me. And if this song in any way helps you get in touch with the welcome God has given you, just know that being a part of, of these kinds of things, this intentional kind of ministry is all about saying, I've been welcomed in. I'm going to make sure I pass that on to the next person. Let's sing together.